Welcome, welcome. I'm Morgan Davy of Diceratops. This is another special mini episode. This episode is devoted to a chat with Harriet Preble of Canvas Abyss. Harriet's an actor, now producer, and we talk about Dungeoning and Dragoning, a live D&D show that goes up at Wellington's Circa Theatre very soon now. Speaking of live D&D shows, our charity spectacular Crit Me Baby One More Time rocked a sellout audience at Bat Theatre last week. But there's some unfortunate news as well. Gremlins got into the technology and while the live stream went out, the recording failed. I'm sorry to say it, but that show is lost. So if you're new to this podcast or if you're just missing that Crit Me Baby one more time experience, you could always jump back to D&D Live When Dwarves Cry. That's our five star reviewed show from the French Festival. Listen to that or jump into the epic 10 part D&D saga Born to Frun which builds to a pretty amazing final act. I'm really happy with how that one turned out. Enough from me. Let's get into my chat with co-producer of Dungeoning and Dragoning, Harriet Preble. Cool. So um, I am here on Zoom talking with Harriet Preble from the upcoming show. Uh, It's the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons-based show at Circa Theatre in Wellington. And um, so before we go any further, Harriet, maybe you could tell us a little bit about who you are and what the show is all about. Yeah, sure. Um, So my name is Harriet Preble. Uh, I'm a Wellington-based actor and now I guess a Wellington-based actor and producer because this is the first time I've produced a show. So Dungeoning and Dragoning is what it says on the tin. We are, uh, it's a Dungeons and Dragons show. Um, It's not, it's not really a kind of uh, comedy show or anything like that. We are literally getting down to the nitty gritty of playing Dungeons and Dragons. So um, yeah, it's uh, D&D 5e and it's uh, with a group of actors, professional actors who I've been playing with uh, in a kind of social setting and we sort of got together and yeah, doing a show. Wow. So you, <laughs> you um, come out of the, the theatre scene in Wellington. You've... Um, are you, you from Wellington or where, where do you come from? I'm actually from Christchurch originally. Right. Uh, yep. Well, I, I was born in Wellington and then moved down to Christchurch. So I guess I consider myself kind of uh, a Christchurch girl. And then I moved back to Wellington about five or six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And and did you kind of come in as a, as a theatre kid um, going on stage at school, that kind of thing? And because I, I know you have been performing on stage for a, a while now. Uh, I didn't consider myself a theatre kid, actually. I don't want to offend any of the theatre kids, but when I was at uh, <laughs> high school and uni, I was like, I'm not one of the, I'm not a theatre kid. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm an intellectual and I sit by myself and I read books. That's what I do. I don't, you know, sing musicals and that kind of thing. But then I just realised that actually I am a theatre kid. Uh, see, it's even still hard for me to say, um, yeah. but I, that I couldn't um, get away from that scene. So, yeah. Um, but essentially I didn't go to drama school. Um, I kind of pursued a different path. I went to university and then I kind of started working uh, in in a career in publishing and that kind of thing and always thought that theatre was going to be a little side hustle or a little fun thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of taking over my life, much like D&D has started to do. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your, your entry point into the game Dungeons and Dragons? Where did you first encounter it? Critical role, straight up critical role. Um, I am a gamer. I like playing video games. And then I started just watching, idly watching, you know, um, videos of uh, video game voice actors and that kind of thing. Um, And then I started watching Critical Role. And I I was only watching it because I thought, oh, I like Ashley Johnson. She's cool. Laura Bailey, right? She's from Uncharted. Fun. 
and I just started watching it for the lols really and then you know kind of 200 episodes later you're like whoa what just happened um, yeah <laughs> that was my that was my entry point and then I saw um uh, there was a Dungeons and Dragons day at uh, a local cafe and I thought I'd go along and then I got hooked yeah Nice. <laughs> so did you have friends who were involved in the game or did you like, did you, did you find people to play with or did you recruit friends and bring yeah. them in? How did that work? Well, um, I saw a friend of mine who's Alan Henry, who's actually in the show, um, had clicked attending on this, um, this event that was happening. And I messaged him and I was like, do you actually play Dungeons and Dragons? Is that actually a thing that you do? Fully expecting him to be like, no, you know, because I just thought it was some weird secret thing that people don't actually do. And he was like, hell yes, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Hell yes, I am super keen. You should come along. You will love it. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to come along and just, um, just watch you know, see how you guys play. And he's like, Mm-mm, that's not, no. <laughs> he's like, you play D&D, that's what happens. And I'm grateful that he forced me to do it because I was terrified, you know, I, because I just wanted to come along and watch. But I've also adopted that now when people say, hey, can I just come along and watch a game? It's like, no, nah, come play, come play. You don't, there's tons of rule books, but you don't have to read all of them. Just come and enjoy it, you know. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. I think um, one of the things that, I have thought about a lot over the years with uh, this game is how kind of difficult it is to get people to understand what you're doing. If you're just describing yeah. it to them or they've just heard a few things, uh, th there's kind of this little leap of logic that you need to make uh, where the penny drops and you suddenly see, Oh, it's all just conversation. It's all just yeah. talking. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And um, so it sounds like you you had that penny drop moment watching the critical role people and you did did you feel you came away from that with a sense of i i would know how to do this or or what you're just describing with alan was was that you still feeling like there is some kind of secret key there that i haven't unlocked and i don't really know how to do it or what, what was what was no, that no i i think it was within the first couple of episodes of Critical Role. I was like, oh, I can totally do this. They yeah. are literally just sitting around uh, being a character. And as an actor, I was like, I can do that. I can be a character. I mean, all of the um, nitty gritty of the rules as well. I mean, that's, that's the DM's job. That's your job. The play <laughs> stuff, you know? I mean, they should know their spells and, you know, they should have everything sorted. But in, yeah. in terms of knowing everything, yeah, I think, I think it is strange. Although I feel like, just as you said, there's an entry, there's a leap in logic. But then I think there's actually a second one because people have that first one where they go, oh, it's just conversation. I can do anything I want. Yeah. I can just do it. And then you're like, oh, no, that's where the dice come in. The dice will stop you from doing whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So there's kind of I can do anything and then I can do nothing and then, then you can play D&D. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well put. Well put. That's um that is a, a very I I don't think too hard about that second step, but um yeah, I think you're absolutely right that it is uh kind of learning the well, what is it, the the dynamic of it, about where where your yeah. power extends within this this process. It's yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. And learning to fail, which I guess we all have to do in life as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so one of the things that has been talked about a lot kind of re recently in relation to Dungeons and Dragons is the idea of, um, of gatekeeping of people who uh, kind of know their way around this game and are a little bit protective of it and aren't so inviting to other people. And this, I think, is um, it's a reaction to the fact that the game is suddenly more visible than it's, it's really ever been. Yeah. You are someone who has come from zero 
to being very involved enough to put on something on stage and um, obviously the critical role was your your entry point. So you are exactly one of the people that might have been gate kept against, not least because you're also, <laughs> you're also a woman, which uh, yeah. again has um, become a... There's, there's a lot of sexism problems across gaming over its many decades of history. So um, have you encountered anything like that firsthand or has it been smooth sailing for you? What's How's that been? I I'm would like not to put you on a spot here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. I guess it would be more interesting to say that I had experienced uh, gatekeeping, but it, basically maybe it is something to do with Wellington or something to do with New Zealand. But in my experience, people who play D&D just want to play D&D and they just want to have more people doing it with them. And they just want to show them how much fun those people can have. So all I have experienced in terms of interacting with people is uh, joy and sharing and that kind of thing although maybe people were trying to gatekeep me and I just didn't notice and just barged <laughs> through the gate with pure enthusiasm yeah so it's possible they were like keep Harriet out and I was like hey guys let's play D&D <laughs> um but yeah no I think definitely in Wellington as well I mean just the goodwill and the kind of positive energy and excitement mm. but also some of that gatekeeping I know people get annoyed about it but it, it makes sense when you've had people who've been playing for so long and have been uh treated badly for playing for so long i mean it's not really like that as much now but if you played for ages and people called you a loser and then suddenly they're like oh no actually you're not a loser and i'm not a loser either you're like well hang on what what was happening you know um so i don't mind if people are a little bit protective of something that they've looked after and loved for a long time but um yeah. having said that that hasn't been my experience yeah well that's i i feel that's a very uh, generous stance to take as one of those people that has been playing for a very very long time i i have a lot less patience with it <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah yeah i i i think it's um pretty inexcusable really it's a uh, as you say, it's a, it's a um, kind of wonderful thing to share. And Wellington yeah. does seem to have a lot of um, kind of very supportive people and supportive places mm. um, who are... Is there something about Wellington that you think about the nature of the city that, that lends itself to this kind of thing? Because I've, I've have thought so. Maybe just the weather, nice. you know. They yeah. can't do outdoor <laughs> activities because it's cold and horrible all the time, so D&D works really well, you know, yeah. moody, but... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I just think, I just think once people get it and once people start doing it, they love it in yeah. my experience. So mm -hmm. I just want to get more people doing it. But in terms of gatekeeping, I've experienced definitely more in the gaming world of sort of video games. I find mm -hmm. it difficult to talk to people about video games because um, they, they assume that, I don't know, that you're kind of uh, pretending to like, like, I'm just weird because I think I can't be bothered pretending to like anything. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, yeah, or that if you're not playing, they're like, oh, yeah, what level did you play it at? And you're like, oh, moderate, I don't know, medium. And they're like, oh, loser. <laughs> you're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I never said that I was the best gamer in the world, you know. So that's definitely experienced more gatekeeping in that kind of sense, but none yet with D&D. &D. Oh, yeah. good. Well, let's hope that that continues. So yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the show. So you're a co-producer mm. on the show. Were you the initiator of the idea? Did it come from you? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, so I guess uh, what I wanted to do was um, obviously with Diceratops, you guys have a lot of, um, it's definitely you've got a lot of comedians and improvisers yep. and there's a lot of that kind of thing, It's uh, which is awesome. But 
uh, I am not a comedian. I'm not a stand-up comedian. So that was never going to be something that I was going to be able to do, you know. So uh, the idea was kind of doing more of a pure D&D show that, because the possibility is that it might not be funny if we have a kind of traumatic um, thing happen to one of our characters. It could be a dramatic show that is dramatic the whole time. Yeah. And I guess the idea is more um, of us staying in character as much as we can that whole time. Um, but yeah, so I was talking to Gavin Rutherford last year um, and he was talking about the shows that were being pitched. And I was like, well, you should just pitch a D&D show. And he was like, well, maybe you should. And I was like, okay, I will. And then I did, and then they accepted it. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> you got trapped <laughs> oh, into to... it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I have to do this now. Um, yeah, which was kind of scary. And then I've, I've had to learn a lot of things along the way that I imagine you guys are um, pretty pretty used to doing. But, you know, you're like, oh, I have to make a poster. Ooh, um, how do you do that? Yeah, Email some poster I, I people. St- I still you know? don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't make the poster. Hadley yeah. Donaldson made our poster. I just want to put that out there. That wasn't me being like, oh. Yeah, no, he did a great job. Yeah. And so you recruited a bunch of people to play and DM around you. Are they people that you knew through the game or people that you knew through other circles who put their hands up? How did you get your, your people together? Well, Alan and Ryan and uh, Gabby, we already had a long-running campaign. So we'd been part of uh, Waterdeep um, Heist, Dragon Heist. Nice. But we'd yeah. been playing that for like a year and a half. So I didn't have to try that hard to recruit the people that I was regularly playing D&D with. Um, and then Gavin Rutherford, uh, was uh, he's just a brilliant performer and a brilliant actor. And I also, he was someone who was slightly new to the game, but I thought he's, he's going to be great if I could just <laughs> convince him to do it. Um, and, but he had such faith in, in the idea as well. So he came on board as a co-producer just because of his kind of expertise and putting on shows and that kind of stuff. And he's, He's really, he's having the time of his life, which is a funny thing to see because, you know, um, uh, veteran actors can be grumpy by nature, but he's, he's loving it. Even if he is playing a sorcerer, he should be a bard. He, he chose a sorcerer and we <laughs> let him, but yeah. unlike you're a bard down to your core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it was nice to, um, basically it was like people who already played D and D who were already professional actors who mm-hmm. I already had a kind of rapport with. Yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted because I guess I could have uh, gone out and been like, Oh, I will find uh, different actors or I'll find or have different criteria, but also as well, what's so important is that party dynamic. Yeah. So I kind of didn't want to um, have to force that too much. Yeah. I wanted there to be that kind of party dynamic already, which I think Critical Role did really well because mm. those people had already been playing with friends. And a lot, well, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, married yeah. to each other. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but but they they played for a long time, I think, before they turned cameras on themselves yeah. as well. So they Although had I think a very they were playing, good rhythm. Mm. Yeah, and they were playing Pathfinder, and I think they changed yeah. to Five E for the for the yeah. show. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. Um, I'm really interested to see how the the dynamic of your show plays out on stage. As as you've pointed out, um, th- that you're coming with this uh, collection of actors who have a um, some quite astonishing kind of uh, levels of experience amongst them, and so it'll be a, a different kind of show to our one, which has lots of kind of improv comedians and the Fate of Ice and guys who have put on shows in Wellington. Um, they are kind of heavily stand up people so yeah yeah um, absolutely uh dungeons of comedians down south that's again more more improv but uh, that feels like a different crowd again to us so I, it feels to me like mm. every time um people put 
Dungeons and Dragons in front of an audience, you get something something different. Like the the fundamental ingredients of the game are the same. It's there's dice yeah. and there's this interactive narrative that unfolds, but the the output that you get is incredibly different. I look at, at the the stuff. Um, what is it? Uh, Waterdeep Mountain High that Nick Sampson yeah, and yeah. other comedians did. Again, that felt to me completely different to the other shows that have come out. So um, I've I've run, I've talked my way through this without coming to any kind of question, <laughs> but I'm excited <laughs> no, to but see. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, but people are. Um, <clears throat> People say, oh, well, isn't there already that Diceratops one? And you're like, yeah. And then they're like, and there's Dungeons and Comedians. And you're like, yeah, but they're all, it's kind of like saying, isn't there already a play? Or isn't there already, you know, that kind of thing. You're like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I honestly do think that the people coming to our show will have a completely different experience. And it's entirely possible that they'll come to ours and and have a uh, difficult, dramatic experience because Mm. our DM is quite cruel and then have to go away and then come to your show to have some of those laughs laughs that you might be, you know, missing from ours. um, Just because, yeah, and it's a totally different feel again from the Dungeons and Comedians group, who I would love to see. I've been meaning to go down and see them, um, but I haven't managed to yet. But, yeah, it's funny because the more there are, the more I want to see them. You know, because yep. as you say, each one has a different kind of flavor and a different kind of feel. Yeah. 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 And I guess that's also um, depends on the storytelling mm. vibe of each person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, in the, the build up recently, you made a pretty amazing post on Facebook where you talked quite personally about um, kind of what this show had uh, had meant to you and not to go over yeah. all the details of that people can look that up I recommend doing so but you finished with I'm going to read it out I brought it up before I have a fundamental belief in the power of improvised characters and collaborative storytelling and most of all human imagination to allow us to transcend the sometimes bleak trappings of human existence which is an amazing thing to read <laughs> I, I completely agree and endorse it um, I think to kind of bring together those differences um, that we were just talking about with different shows to to point at what you wrote there about um, the power of kind of collaborative storytelling to do something. Is there, is there anything else that you can say about how the stories that you get through this process are different to the kinds of stories and experiences you get when a playwright sits down to create something or um, a group of actors work to devise a work over many iterations into some final form. What happens, what's, what's different about this kind of storytelling that makes it special? I think it's just the delight of the surprise of it. I mean, in terms of writing something particular, you're kind of working away. It's like kind of shaving down a piece of uh, marble until you get to the final ideal product. And even devising, you're kind of putting together like blocks, sort of working logically through. Um, D&D destroys some of the ability to do that because of how often the dice will make you fail, the dice will make something change. Uh, You can't just sneak, you know, because in a story you can say this person sneaks along and then they hide behind that person. You know, in D&D, roll a one, no you didn't um and i think the thing that i love most about it is it's always 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 better than the little plan that you had and even if you have an idea and you go home and you're like oh it'd be so cool if my character does this what happens is so much better and so much more interesting and so much stranger than you ever could have imagined and it's so much more delightful and i feel so much delight in the weird surprise that that fate plays in this in this um 
kind of genre because no one else lets fate get involved in their narrative. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, get out. So I need to have this in a certain way and that's why it will work. Mm. Whereas D D only works because there's chaos introduced into it, you know. Yeah. Um and it kind of mimics life in that way. You don't know what life is gonna do, but um it's kind of delightful and surprising. Yeah. yeah. Well, it feels to me like um, delight in in the weirdness of chaos is a is a pretty amazing place to end this chat. That's that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, lastly, I guess what are the what are the details of the show for people who are in Wellington and able to see it? Um, what do they need to know? Yeah, cool. That is a really good question. Um, it's, six, <laughs> <laughs> it's six shows over six weeks. Um, so it opens 26th of July and it closes the 30th of August, although um, four of our shows are already sold out. So I guess get in quick. That just goes to show how many people love watching D&D. Yeah. Um, the tickets are 18 to 25 and it's at Circa Theatre. Yeah, 4.30s, 4.30 on Sundays. Cool. Are you going to be recording anything from your shows to, to let people who are in other places here? We're not at the moment, mm-hmm. um, mainly just because putting on a show was hard enough for yeah. a first-time <laughs> producer. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we'll keep it small. And also just that idea that um, it'll be uh, just the people who are in the yeah. room at the time will experience that adventure. Um, but hopefully, I guess, if we can, that would be a fun thing to explore. But, um, yeah, it's, it would be a nice to-do, but I'm like, at the uh, yeah, <laughs> enough one, on my plate at yeah. some point. One thing at a time, baby. <laughs> Fully steps. understand. So yeah. yeah, no, that that will make it pretty special for the people who are in the room. So um, that's yeah. fantastic. Very good luck for these shows, and I um, yeah look forward to seeing you happy at the other end of them. All excited to to tell the stories. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank cool. you so much, Morgan. All right, Cheers. good stuff. Thanks, Harriet. Thanks to Harriet for the chat. I'll put some links to relevant things in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Diceratops Presents. As always, we love to hear your questions and contributions. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review and tell a friend that's really important, makes a big difference. Our theme music is the Sunday Song by the K1500 Project. Check out all their music, link in the show notes. Find us on all the socials at Diceratops NZ and let the good dice roll.